Welcome back to episode four of the Strength for All podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Reposh, a.k.a. Johnny Reps Fitness, and today I talk to a really good longtime friend of mine, JR, and JR is very dedicated to fitness as a lifestyle, very similar to myself. Today we talked about primarily healthy eating habits, but also healthy habits in general. JR has been a longtime proponent of fitness to augment not just your look, but also your life and make you feel better, look better, and perform better. So without any further ado, let's get into the discussion. First of all, you should introduce yourself and who you are and what you do, because I know damn well who you are and I know what you do, <laughs> but everybody else needs to know that. So go ahead. Okay, I am uh, JR. I do uh, my own podcast, My Profane Resistance. Uh, that's one word. Uh, I've been into fitness now over a decade, and I am a garbage man. But no, that's that's your nickname. That's what they called you back in high school football. Yeah, exactly. The the, the garbage truck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I I thought it, it sometimes it describes my eating habits. Well, that's that's great because that's that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, we're going to talk about how many cookies do you need to eat in a given day. That's actually not exactly what we're going to talk about, but we're going to talk about um we're going to talk about eating habits and well, just kind of the entire topic of that and a lot of different subtopics. But before we get into that, I want to go over kind of like your history of lifting, because the, the one thing I like to do when I get people on here is I like to talk about their history and their relationship with fitness and then kind of relay that to what, things like jewels, the pearls that we can kind of glean out of that. So when did you start getting into fitness? I got into fitness in my early 20s, I'd say. I had a home gym that was kind of just fell onto my lap at that time, and I was performing live on stage in a band and I'm very big on aesthetics and uh, how people should look when their business is a visual thing and I was like hey if I'm going to be on stage and have people looking at me I should have a good look to myself and you know wanted to it, it turned into it, it evolved into different things as I got older because I said it over a decade I've been working out so it has turned into health it has turned into a form of therapy for me, and, you know, it's, it's become a lifestyle. I can't go on a vacation without looking into the destination spot to see if I can lift because there's, there, you know, there's no days off. Yep, I do that too. When I first met you, we were both working at Guitar Center, um, mm -hmm. a, a, guitar, a musical instrument store, and one of the first things I noticed was kind of your mentality toward fitness and training is actually amazingly similar to, to how I kind of approached it as well, which I find really odd because I don't really know a lot of people who have that kind of mentality because I think we're both kind of old school bodybuilding fans and like wrestling fans. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that kind of inspired me to start training was that type of thing. But we also have like this kind of like, lifestyle type focus to the way we lift like we basically we both said this before like i'm going to be lifting until i'm dead right like it's it's a lifestyle Damn thing straight. right it's it's not just about, i mean sure you like the aesthetic thing but it's also about health and augmenting the quality of your life right so you started lifting when you were at a pretty young age well fairly young you were in your early 20s you said right did you do anything mm -hmm. before that I lived a horrible, toxic lifestyle towards my body. 
So there was, there was other than like, uh, you know, little league sports. And I, I took 11 years of Kung Sudo, which is a Korean form of, uh, self-defense, which has never come in handy ever. <laughs> um, outside of the, outside of those things, no. And, and my, my teens, I, I was a wild child. Yeah. No focus or discipline except towards uh, music. But you weren't, like, overweight or anything like that. Like, you were still maintaining... No, I was always active. I was always active, at least. Yeah. Like, your, your lifestyle as being a wild child was one of, like, you know, not sitting on your ass all day, right? No, no, no. I, that, that, that drives me nuts. I, I think both, like you said, we have a lot in common with our way of lifting. And, you know, I have this fear, and I've had it my whole life. If I'm not doing something, I'm not contributing anything, and I'm not leaving a footprint with my little time that I have here on this earth. So, Yeah. I get what you're saying, because I... Uh, like when I go to the gym and when I go to lift or when I even start a workout like at home now, my mentality toward the workout isn't like, you know, I'm doing this workout because I want to be jacked. I mean, maybe that's in the back of my mind, but my mentality is basically mm-hmm. like, I, I just want to have a good workout and I just want to have another good workout and another good workout. And it's not really like motivationally based anymore. It's just like a principal part of my life, similar to how like I tie my shoes or like I eat, eat food or like, you know, walk the dog. It's like, it's just part of your life. And Absolutely. I'll take sick days from work, but I won't take sick days from the gym unless I'm dying. Yeah. I, I like <laughs> even I, I basically decided I was like, even if I get coronavirus, you know, I'm gonna keep training until <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you shouldn't. I've actually um, I always plug these guys, but Barbell Medicine is a great, great podcast and they're great uh, information. They were doing one on coronavirus and they're like, well, if you get sick with coronavirus, should you train? And they're like, why wouldn't you? Because there's a lot of health and fitness benefits to training. So even if, like, the only issue is if you're going to a public facility and infecting other people. But other than that, you can still do everything at home. Um, Absolutely. And it builds up your, you know, it builds up your, your body's defenses, too, working out. Like, period. That's, it's just a good thing to have. Is, is, who do you think is going to suffer from a respiratory, uh, you know, infection virus worse? An obese person or somebody who's in shape? It's it's very true. Actually, in New York, um, there was some information coming out that the people who have the worst outcomes from uh, those, because New York was a big uh, hotspot for coronavirus, the people who have the worst outcomes are the people who are the most overweight. Um, So that's an issue. And but the thing is, it's not often that as as simple as that. Is like, hey, you lose some weight, (laughs) right? Uh, We we know it's no, 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 absolutely. We know it's really lifestyle related because, like, like I said, for me and you, and I think really like what gives you the best long-term fitness outcome is to have a mentality of this is a lifestyle, right? Like, this is something I, like, is this something you're going to want to do like long-term? And if the answer is no, you might need to try and either uh, adjust your mentality or find something that you actually want to do long-term that's healthy. You know, for, for, for lack of a better word, you have to become addicted to it. That's, that's what it is. Kind of. It's like the healthiest addiction you can possibly have. (laughs) Uh, absolutely. I mean, like, like I said, uh, you know, I've, I've had, uh, I've had some friends who've had trouble in the past and I think there's only two things that can clean up, uh, drug abuse. And I think that one's the church and the other's the gym and the gym is my church. The church of iron. That's the, right. The church of God That's and the, the church Jesus. of iron. <laughs> right? Those are the only two. Oh, Dom Mazzetti there. The main topic of what we're kind of talking about today is, uh, healthy eating. In terms of healthy eating, 
I know, I th- and I think just from what we've talked about, you are probably more regimented than I am with the way you eat. What do you do and why in terms of n- nutrition? Okay, well, I I mean, dur- since this coronavirus thing has happened, it, it, it has altered my, my diet kind of a bit. So for lunch, I've been, you know, trying to support the mom and pop local businesses that actually have like fresh cooked chicken that day, fresh, you know, vegetables and all of that. So I've been eating kind of like a hearty lunch. I only drink a protein shake for breakfast and, you know, I I do oats for a snack in between my lunch. And then lately I've been having a hearty lunch, which is kind of good because I need to like carb up because I go to, I go to the gym right after work and, you know, I, I, I need that, I need that fuel. But Lately, afterwards, my meals have been mainly, I, I've been drinking egg whites, dried peanut butter, uh, frozen strawberry, and some oats in a shake. And that's because I'm, I'm kind of trying to cut down on weight because I'm getting ready to perform soon. But I've, always, I, I've been just trying to intake more real proteins than powder. So, like, I, I'm the asshole in in the supermarket with the shopping cart filled with all of the egg whites that they have on the shelf. And I'm like, come on, people are buying eggs. They're not buying the egg whites. So I, I, I'll literally clean out the shelf because of, I, I go through probably maybe 32 ounces of egg whites a day. A day? Shakes I do a day. Wow. A day. That's... I, I only eat one solid meal lately. The rest is my shakes. You know, now the other you mean, shakes besi- you're talking about strawberry. Are you talking about besides the lunch or including the lunch? The lunch is my one solid, solid, like, I, I say solid. I mean, the other one is solid foods. They're just blended, you know. Okay. Because I, I feel like, I, I, I've been feeling like in my head lately I'm not doing enough, and I feel like, you know, getting my big thing of grilled chicken, which has been hard to get, which is why I changed my diet to this, because usually I get the giant packs of chicken, you know, I get anything green, just as much of anything green that I can as a vegetable, and, you know, the brown rice, the classic bodybuilder cutting meal. And Sundays, I'd open up the grill, I'd turn on the boiler, and I would grill all of my chicken, no seasoning. I'm the worst person to ask you if you're hungry when you're visiting because you're getting plain chicken. Quick, quick aside. You're getting unseasoned vegetables. Quick, quick aside. I, I remember when mm-hmm. you, you went to my place one time and I had chicken and you literally, you were hungry and you literally <laughs> boiled the chicken like at midnight. <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't, like I, I had like pro, I had like a lot of other food, but you didn't want any of it. Like you wanted like the boiled because it was, it was like, it's just protein, right? You're like, I need something yeah. with more protein. Eating, eating is eating is fun, you know. Especially when you're in a relationship, going out and stuff like that, going to a place and everything like that. But I, I'm a single guy now, and eating for me isn't like it, I, I don't like eating for joy. I don't. That's that's why I, I'm not. I, I don't like junk food or cookies or anything like that, because that 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 like that five minutes of mouth pleasure in my head just isn't worth whatever little stuff I'm getting from it. So I don't care. I eat my plain chicken, my, my steamed green, whatever it is, and my rice, and I, you know, I, I stuff it down, and, it, and then I go on to continue my, my day's work. But it's been hard to do that with the coronavirus because, you know, you get one pack of chicken. 
and I, I hate firing up the grill for such a little thing. So I was like, you know what? We're going to egg whites, and we're going hard. And, and I think I think there's two really good th- like in things in there that you said that are like takeaways that people can learn from that are very easy but very important. And the first thing was you were talking about what you eat for snacks. You said you were having greens, you're having oats, you're having mm-hmm. uh, fruit, stuff like that is what you eat for a snack, right? A lot popcorn of popcorn is my junk food, though. Right, but popcorn's like oh. nothing. So, like, it's it's really not much <laughs> of a junk food. Yeah. But there's like what I'm getting at is your staple snacks are this these foods that are very whole foods. They're satiating foods. They have a lot of fiber. They have a lot of nutrients versus like potato chips and cupcakes and cookies and stuff like that. From training as many people as I've trained, one of the biggest places that a lot of people can make huge changes without it actually seeming like being that hard is just by working on their snacks. Like most people's snacking, that is where they're really making mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. Like they might have like a really good, you know, fairly good breakfast and like a fairly good lunch and they, you know, a a dinner that's not too bad, but then it's, they're just getting a ton of extra calories from all these high calorie dense nutrient deficient foods like potato chips and like pastries and stuff like that, that they're eating all the time. And then the second thing I think that uh, was very super useful that you said was being adaptable. Like, you can't get the chicken, but you're like, I want to eat as lean of a protein diet as possible and shred up. But you find a way to do it because, like, it's a lifestyle, right? When when you're Absolutely. when fitness is your lifestyle and not just like a fad or like a thing that you do, like you find or, or or like a distraction, you find a way to make it work no matter what. Like, even if I, no matter what the circumstance is, I'm fairly confident that I would be able to, you know, eat at a, in such a manner that I could make progress toward my fitness goals, right? Like, even if I didn't have access to, like, any meats, I could still get enough protein by being vegan if I just supplemented properly, right? Or if I, you know, I don't have access. Yeah, absolutely. Even if I have no access to protein, to any type of, like, like, I could get, like, adequate nutrition. I was actually just looking at it the other day, I cooked an enormous bag of black beans, and I was like, they were like dehydrated black beans, so I like hydrated them and then and cooked them, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I just ate beans, I could hit like my protein today if I just ate the beans. Like I literally, that would be all I'd eat, right? So I'm like, you can survive, and then I just take like a multivitamin. So you can survive. Absolutely. You can survive if you're creative enough and if you have an adaptable mindset and you think of it as, as like this is just a lifestyle and it's like, you know... Even if I don't have a toothbrush, I got to figure out a way to clean my teeth, right? I'm going to use mouthwash, or I'm going to use a toothpick, or I'm going to use whatever, right? Yeah. It's it's my finger. Right. Or I don't I don't have I don't have uh, access. I I lost my shoes. What am I going to do? I can't afford a new pair. Well, I'm going to wear flip flops, or I'll buy something from the used shoe place. Right? It's like you find a way to make it. Even if you're in the worst situation, you find a way to make it work, right? Well, that's that's what's been bothering me about this whole coronavirus. Like in the beginning, there was that big panic where everybody was like buying stuff up, buying stuff up. I still went into the grocery store and like I found the cheap essential items you need. There was I I went into the store. There was no lack of rice. Like there wasn't there wasn't. Oh, my gosh, there's no rice here. There was there was no toilet paper. You know, there was no there was no goodies and stuff like that. People are like, oh, I'm, I'm going to starve. You know what? You can, A, save money, B, get on a healthy diet, and, and C, have a good amount of necessity of vitamins and proteins as long as you're not trying to 
still eat like a king or anything like that. You, you, so the discipline plays into the role. You know what I noticed was uh, I, I didn't want to talk too much about coronavirus in this podcast because I know, I know, it, but it, it, yeah, yeah. But it's, I, know. I know it's affecting our lives big time. But like when I went out, especially in the beginning, you know what there was a lot of? There was a lot of fresh fish that I saw everywhere. Like I saw trout and like salmon and like tilapia mm -hmm. and all that. There was a ton. Nobody was buying that. That I is, bought up tons of tuna steaks. Right. Tons of tuna steaks and put them in my freezer. That type of stuff is super healthy, super lean, and like you ha you always have options. Right? There's always going to be some option for you, right? You just got to look hard enough. You just got to look, and it, you, not even really hard. You just got to look a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit of knowledge. That's like what you said with uh, people and their snacking. Like that's their big thing. Here, here's another big thing people don't do: read the wrapper. Yeah. It's so freaking important if you want a little snack, you know, I get it. Read the wrapper. People will buy, you know, a, a, a pack of, example, say donuts, and they'll eat like eight of them. And they'll be like, oh, no, it's not that bad. And they don't realize the serving size is two donuts. Or one so donut. So that means you have, or one donut. So that means for all additional servings you eat, you have to multiply the calories, the sugar, the fats, the everything that's involved in that, you have to multiply it by how many servings you're having, too. You know, and, 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 and they just keep eating because, you know, it, like, it's that, it's that joy, that, that, that sugar or whatever it is, the, the good flavor. It's the joy, and you keep doing it when a snack is just, you know, pulled off to your next meal. They don't, they don't just eat the, what you're supposed to and be like, all right, I've had enough. There's been so many places where I've ordered food, and I hate to do this because, you know, it's, they're starving people and all of that, but there's places where I'll order food, and they will give me more than what I need. And I will only eat so much of it, and I will not eat the rest because I know I eat the rest. I'm going to feel like shit. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to, you know... Well, he, you, don't, you don't have to eat till you're full. I've I've actually had it happen before where I'm I'm at McDonald's and they take like or whatever I get like a three grilled chicken sandwiches, and then they're like, uh, it takes they take too long on my order or whatever, and there's like, oh here's some here's a free order of fries and a coke, and I'm like I don't want that, <laughs> right? Like yeah, I, yeah. I, Sorry, I no no thank you. Yeah, L let me ask you this: How many times do you start eating and not know when you're going to stop eating? I'll, I'll answer, like, never. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's... like, you always know what you're going to eat basically before you eat it, right? Before you start eating. But but you would be amazed mm -hmm. how many people, there's a, there's a very, very large number of people out there that I, I talk to them and I'm like, well, you know, they're, they'll say things to me like, well, how do I know how much I'm going to eat? And I go, I go, what are you talking about? And they go, well, you know, I usually eat until I'm about full and I don't know how much that's going to be. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, you should probably like the times that I do that is like, maybe if I am at like a party and it's like, a, am like really, really like, I really said that I'm just like, I'm just not going to care tonight. That happens like once in a blue moon. Right. But some yeah, and people you need to have those days too. Yeah. But some people eat like that all the time. And I'm like, whenever I, I go out and eat, or whenever I eat anything, I'm like, usually the first thing I do is I look at the, I like log how many calories is going to be in my fitness pal. Or like at the very least, I'll like, I'll set aside my portion and be like, well, this is, I'm making my meal. This is my sandwich. This is this, this is that. Here is my lunch. 
or here is my snack and I'm going to eat this snack and then I'm going to walk away. Whereas a lot of other people, they just start like snacking and eating and eating and continue to pick out of the bag until they're full. That's the problem, mm-hmm. right? And then they give, they do the, oh, <laughs> noise. That's, they always do the, oh, well, if you're making that noise after the meal, you ate too much, I, my friend. I, I think uh, people on the internet now are calling those dad noises. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I mean, if, you're, if your dad's that old school dad bod, I guess, you know, meme or whatever, then, then yeah, you know, with the white shoes. Yeah, these kids these days, I don't want to sound too much like a couple of grandparents that don't have any grandkids or kids at all. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're busy, we're busy bees, man. I, I feel like, I mean, even with our age, you know, you know, I date younger uh, and, you know, I have more energy and do get more things done than, you know, a lot of younger people that I run into that, you know, also have like great bodies and eat like shit and they, they still have the energy, but they just choose to be alone. So you're, how old are you? You're 34? 35. 35 now, right? Yeah. So yep. I remember when we first met, I think it was 2012. And so you would have been uh, like 27 at the time. I think. Okay. Right. I, I remember when I first met you, I thought you were like 18. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I thought you were younger than me. Because at the time, if it was 2011, I would have been 20. If it was 2012, I would have been 21. So I, I thought you were younger than me when, when we first met. Um, and so what I'm saying, what I'm getting at is like having a fitness based mindset, like you look younger, you feel younger, you can perform like a younger person, you can date younger people, <laughs> right? Because you're yeah. like, yeah. And and you age better, Like I, too. Like, I said this, like, because uh, I'm, I'm going to be 30 this year, and and I said a couple of years ago, I think when I was 26, or, or sorry, 27 or 28, I was like, damn, I feel, like, better than I felt when I was, like, 20. Like, I'm like, I feel better than I felt like I'm at, at 20, 27 or 28. I'm like, I feel better than I felt when I was at 20. And right now I'd say, I probably feel, you know, I don't, I probably feel better than I did when I was 20 to be so now. I probably feel about the same, maybe, maybe a little better, maybe, probably even keel, but really training gets you to be, uh, and having a fitness lifestyle, it doesn't just increase your longevity in life. It also increases the quality of your life and the ability and the things you can do. And I know a lot of people who I've, I've heard. percent. I've heard a lot of some people say like I don't want to I don't want to be healthy because it'll make me miserable. But the thing is momentum yeah. is huge and the more you do healthy things and the more you become healthy and partake in that that lifestyle, the more you're going to want to do more of that in the future. Right? Like I remember Absolutely. I remember when I used to have to drag my ass every single time I wanted to go work out. And now like I need to drag my ass to not work out. Because if I don't if I don't work out for three days, I feel weird. I feel like I got a problem, right? Absolutely, you feel like there, there's you're, you're missing something, or that you're a piece of garbage if 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 you miss you know too many days or whatever. Yeah. And you know the body needs rest, but you having a rest day doesn't mean don't be active and don't do anything that entire day. Exactly. You know? And even if you're like completely wiped out, no no matter what circumstance you are in, even if you are in you are like someone who is entirely uh sedentary and then you have like the most extreme bout of exercise in your entire life you never need to rest more than two days ever after training yeah uh, pull, pull pull up the bootstraps you know like 
through 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 this winter, and I've had some difficult times. You know, I've 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 uh, suffering from my first case of uh, depression and stuff like that, and feeling down about myself. Well, only and your first. There's. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> You're I, I used to, My whole life, I I thought you know I. On my podcast, I, I have epi- multiple episodes where I, I talk down actually on people that want to win this uh, uh, a feel bad for me trophy, depression trophies. People that wear it like a badge. That I'm so sad, this and that, and you know I would mock it until I actually got real depression in my life, and I was like, holy crap, this is a thing. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to change my ways and mock it, make it a lifestyle. Don't attempt to change it. Don't attempt to, uh, I'm depressed. Well, have you tried eating healthier or have you tried working out? No. Well, all right, well then, you're, you're, not, you're not trying to not be depressed. You're not trying anything out of your wheelhouse. But like I'm saying, I was suffering through this and even days where I was like, man, I don't want to go to the gym. I feel like nothing. I feel worthless. I would get up. I would go to the gym and as soon as I'm done crushing a workout, I was miserable through the entire time. I came out the other side of that going, man, I, I you, that's the greatest thing about the gym. I, nobody else, nobody else. This is the one thing you can do in life where you look in the mirror and go, I did this. I hit this PR. I put up those extra weights. I added extra reps. I added extra sets. And, and it literally just, you know, and, and, it, and it creates that serotonin that, you know, everybody like, oh, I wish I had a pill that did that. You don't need a pill. The gym you is need, the best. You need, you need the drive. The, 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 I, I preach this since, you know, day one of going to the gym. It, it, is, it is my therapy. It is, it, is, it is my push through life. It, if you are depressed or suffering from depression, clean up your diet. Get in the gym. You know, you don't have to push weights. You should. But, you know, do something that is generally. Do yoga. Do jujitsu. Anything that just activates the body. I, I thought I was going to say, JR, has JR learned some empathy? And then you kind of did that. <laughs> and I was like, nah. But then you kind of pulled it back a little bit at the end. So you, you, you surprised me, and then you, you disappointed me, and then you surprised me all in one, one go. So. <laughs> But I, I have learned from mistakes in life, but there are some things that, you know, I've just, I, I got to stay true to my, myself. And, and I think like, I get where you're coming from. Like, I think, you know, depression's a really big thing. And especially right now, there's a lot of people who are getting stuck in that rut. Absolutely. And, I, and I, I don't know, like I've never been, di- you know, diagnosed with depressing, but everybody has their bouts where they're feeling, they're not feeling you know, like they're worthwhile or like anything they do is getting them anywhere. But, uh, you know, I think one of the big takeaways from this is just doing something in the realm of fitness. Like there's, there's actually, they recommend even for people who are diagnosed with depression and going through therapy for it, they generally recommend, uh, exercise as kind of like an adjunctive therapy to depression. And it's, it's, 
it's just one of the myriad benefits of being consistent and having some type of training program that you follow or some type of just, and even if you don't have a training program, like just go and do something consistently, right? Whether that's like, you know, start with going for walks and then, you know, do some body weight exercises and then maybe, you know, who knows, yoga, jujitsu, whatever, just start doing something and build off of it. Like that's, that's the most important thing is a lot of people who feel really, really helpless, whether it's weight related, depression related, whatever, they just think that, um, they don't know what to do and they don't know where to start. And it's just like, just start somewhere, do something Absolutely. and then build off of it. Right. Like that's hard. A lot of people don't want to put in the work. They want that instant gratification. Well, that's true. But too. Over, over time, you know, just, just seeing, putting on your first set of, of plates, Putting on your first set of dual, you know, wagon wheels, like <laughs> those, those accomplishments, like the, that, just, just talking about it and thinking, you know, of what I looked like at that, those times and getting up to those increases in life just brought me a little joy thinking of that. Well, I've been working out for so long at this point. Like, I remember a lot of like things that like one of the things was, I remember the first time I could do a pull up because I couldn't do pull-ups when I was a kid. Uh, and I remember the, I don't remember when it was, but I remember the first time I could do a pull-up and I was some, even something like that. That's super, you get so happy. Or like, I remember the first time, like I squatted over 300 pounds. Like that was like crazy to me or like, uh, that's, that, that is crazy. And it's yeah. great. And you're going to wait till you're the first time you squat 400 <laughs> yeah. pounds, you know? Yeah. Or like, I, I remember just even stuff smaller than that. Like I remember the first time I did like a five minute plank or even the first time I did like a one minute plank or the first time I did like uh 20 pushups. I remember that one. That one was huge when I was really young. The first time mm -hmm. I did 20 pushups in a single set. Right. So there's so many of these like little milestones in fitness that you can work toward. And even like, even if it's like you cannot do a single push up and your, your goal is like, I just want to do a push up, right? That is something. And that is, that's like huge. And that's a, that's a big stepping stone, right? Like, so and I you earned it. Exactly. You earned it and you took the action to achieve that, right? Don't pick goals that are like, like if I said, I want to do like a thousand push ups, right? I mean, cool. Maybe I could do that someday, but it's not like, it, it, it's not a realistic short term goal, right? So pick something that's kind of like a little bit challenging, but like, you know, it's within your wheelhouse to get it done at some point, right? It, it gets Absolutely. you, it gets you excited about doing it. That's, I think that's the main takeaway. Like shedding pounds or, 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 or gaining pounds, whatever your goal is. Like if, if people's goal is to shed pounds, you know, that starts in the kitchen. Yeah. So speaking about that first, cause I know you're like, you are always like pretty lean, um, like you're about you're what, what well I don't want to uh, I don't want to give too much away here but you're what's your current height and weight because I know you don't mind me asking. Uh, I'm five six and uh, in January I was around one sixty five and now it is May seventh right well and about May May seventh and I'm I'm fluctuating between about 150 and 154 now. Okay, so you cut. And that was a that was a goal. Yeah. You know, that wasn't uh, you know, I, I I quit drinking as well because that was that was insane. The 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 drop in weight right there is quitting quitting drinking. And for some people like it's not the drinking, it's like quitting cupcakes maybe or it's quitting, you know, sugary beverages or it's qu there's something mm -hmm. really I I can guarantee you if if there's 
if you struggle with weight loss, there's something that's like your drinking or like your sh- whatever it is. There's something in there that if you cut it out, just doing that one thing is going to give you like a huge raw, a huge boost. Or get get a healthy replacement. Like uh, I quit drinking beer. You know, I, I've been I've been sober now for thirty eight or thirty nine days. I can't remember the date today for some reason. <laughs> but but if I did, if I decide to have a drink, you know, on my birthday or whatever, I'm gonna have tequila. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have you know. 16 beers i'm gonna have maybe five shots of tequila but here's the other thing is like it's it's so much more important that you like make the commitment to give it up and do that consistently so like even if you would go on your birthday and have 16 beers it's not gonna affect you long term right like no 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 like like, same thing like i said it's like it's so much more important where i I feel like a lot of people make this big mistake is they think there has to be like a big grand display like they want to go to a party and tell everybody that they're not drinking anything or tell them that they're on a new diet or say hey i'm doing keto so i can't have that when in reality the real work gets done behind closed doors and the real work gets done on your consistent everyday habits not the big grandiose display of your fitness Absolutely. That, that, that bugs me a little bit. I, I, I understand it with people for sobriety. They tell, they tell people, oh, I don't do this because I'm this many days clean. They're not saying that because they want a reward for it. They're saying it to remind themselves. But somebody who's like, oh, I don't eat that stuff or I quit drinking as like a, a better thing. It's just, it's just easier to say or it's, it's just less cocky in my mind to say, you know, people, I go to parties and people offer me drinks and I just say, no, thank you. Yeah. You know, or, or let, let me get a bottle of water if you don't mind. You know, I don't, I don't have to go and, like, hold my trophy in front of them. Yeah. If you're not eating sweets, you don't have to say, well, I don't eat sweets. I mean, but, I do that because I'm a dick. But, but at the right? end of the day, like, I mean, to me, I'm like, you can do that. But what really actually matters, what I'm more concerned about is I'm not com- concerned about the displays of, uh, you know, your display of fitness. I'm more concerned about, like, you can, you can go out and tell everybody what you're doing, but, like, what are you doing behind closed doors and how long-term are you doing it and are you consistent, right? Like, a lot Absolutely. of people... The a lo- social media life. Yeah, like, a lot of people who are out there, like, how often do you see The Rock, like, bragging about, like, how he doesn't eat these unhealthy foods? He doesn't. He posts stuff like he's, like, I'm drinking... Uh, he posts, like, here's a really healthy meal that I had or here's my cheat meal of pancakes, but he doesn't talk His about... cheat meals are insane, Right, but do you, you, you ever see The Rock talking about like all the stuff he doesn't eat? That's nope. that's also another thing that's tangentially related. Is that setting yourself up for failure if you're always focusing on all the things you're not eating? Why don't you focus mm-hmm. on the healthy things you are eating? Right. Yeah, absolutely. That, that that's a great way of looking at it. You know, uh, I, I, ad, advertising goals and what you're what you're doing instead of what you're avoiding. Yeah, like I think. I find a lot more a lot more substance in someone saying like this is what these are the changes that I did instead of saying this this is how I changed my life for the better instead of saying this is how I restricted myself right yeah this this is my this is my temporary jail <laughs> yeah exactly that's a good way of putting it um so for someone who cuz I know you go through like weight loss and weight we well, we call it bulking and cutting right like a bulk you're trying to Absolutely. gain weight you're trying Winter to Winter we bulk summer we cut <laughs> Gen- generally <laughs> although I just you know bulk year round no I'm just kidding uh, but um if you were to a quick tip or what what do you do when you're bulking like what what do you do when you're trying to gain weight and 
This is for like when, skinny people or like anybody who just wants to put on some muscle. Even even girls when, sometimes want to put on muscle. So even guys and girls both want to put on muscle. So yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, you're you're gonna like somebody like me. I'm gonna hit an amount of weight that I can't push just because my body is just not going to allow that, and I need to put on weight to push more weight. Yeah, you're that's, saying like that's, hit a, that's just how it goes to hit a lift, right? Yeah, exactly. You need yeah. you, you want to get bigger, you got to eat bigger. But it doesn't mean to order a pizza and sit there and order a pizza and go, all right, now I'm going to be able to you know hit my hit my bench PR that I want. Um, I'll, what I'll do is I'll I'll increase my oats. You know, uh, I'm not going to order French fries, but you know I I I probably will start introducing uh, more sweet potatoes into my diet. I'll start adding those healthier carbs because the carbs is, is, is the diesel fuel of the body as opposed to the petrol, you know? So I want to, I want to increase those, but I don't want to make it gluttonous where like, you know, you know, the ex Oh, I'm going to add extra cheese cause I'm trying to put on weight. I, I, I'm going to increase the, the, the I'm going to increase and decrease certain portions in my meal. So that's actually something that you brought up that I think so you're you're really regimented versus like a lot of people who are just getting started like there's people who I think would find value in the in the weight gain uh department are people who are skinny and have struggled with putting on weight might not be as regimented so what would you say is some are some things that they can do like that are really easy like one thing you said not to do is don't add extra don't do the extra cheese route don't go the ordering the six Put pizzas the cake route down. yeah but what what's like something what are some super easy things that someone who wants to just gain a little bit of weight can do I think that eat it you know a lot I'll probably be cursed for this one but I'd say eating before bedtime that's a good eating one, before actually. bedtime is you know your your body is and and when you I for me and I'm sure a lot of people because I've had some conversations. Eating before bedtime, for some reason, I wake up starving. Yeah. So then you can have a you know a bigger breakfast instead of a six egg omelet. You know, have a twelve egg omelet. That's a lot of eggs. You know, don't don't yeah, it's a lot of eggs, but don't have a six egg omelet and add a bunch of other crap to it. A six egg, egg omelet and then a six donut dessert. <laughs> exactly. Don't, just double double up the good stuff. The good. The switch your portions. You know. Uh, at, Add fresh salsa to it as well. That always makes an omelet better, you know? And I, uh, I, I actually really like the eating before you go to bed cue because so many people are afraid to eat past a certain hour because they've been conditioned that for some reason if you eat past, like, whatever, 6 p.m. or 7 p.m., whatever this magical made-up cutoff is, right? it's going to yeah. turn to fat. But that's not true, actually. So one of the things is if you're trying to put on weight, you kind of want your body to have adequate protein and nutrient supply in order for your body to be building muscle and like if you stop eating at like six and then you're not eating again until like you know six seven in the morning the next day you are going like half of your time without your body having nutrients to build muscle so you're you're quite likely going mm -hmm. to reduce your body's ability to build muscle if you're going that long without eating I, I, I always use this comparison. The body is an engine. Water is your oil. Food is your fuel. If you're not, if you're hitting a hard workout and you don't eat enough of the vitamins and minerals or, or carbs or whatever, those muscles aren't going to heal and get bigger correctly. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, gotta, they, they will feed the muscle. They will eventually, but it's not going to be as efficient or as effective. That's a thing. exactly. You know, that's why some people put in the lowest form of gas in their engine. I like to put in the mid grade. Yeah. You know, I I don't I don't always put in. You know, I try and eat always the high grade, but you have to live your life too. You know, I like a, I like having you know, uh, what's what's one of my uh, guilty meals. Um, I, I like soft serve ice cream. So that's actually a, a good a good segue into what I wanted to talk about next, which was balancing healthy eating and a healthy lifestyle with enjoying yourself. Because I know you are the type of guy who enjoys himself like all the time. Like I, I never feel to, like personally, and I, and this is another way where I think we're both very similar. No matter how healthy I eat, I never feel like I am deprived of anything. Mm-hmm. No, no, not at all. I I I enjoy my life. Not I, I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I'm jailing myself on eating this way. I enjoy eating this way. Yeah. And like I mean like you said, you have soft serve ice cream. Like I was just talking before we, we started recording about, about cookies. Like it's not like the people who are healthy don't eat foods that are unhealthy. It's just that you don't eat those unhealthy foods as like a staple of your diet, right? Absolutely, yeah. And you don't eat them with like uncontrolled abandon, like often reckless abandon. Read the box, right? Right. You read the box <laughs> and you, you portion. So, like, what are some things that you you enjoy that are like? Because I think one one of the things that kind of helps people realize because they're like, oh, well, you you just say that you actually eat like really healthy. You're having like you having like you have like one cookie every like three weeks or something, but you you eat like super lean all the time. Um, and I've even had people say stuff to me. They're like, yeah, you must work out like every single day for like three hours. And I'm like, nah, I work out four days a week for like an hour, hour and a half. But, uh, what, what's, so what are some things that you eat that are like not healthy and still make progress? Like, give me, give me some examples. Anything you've had recently? Uh, during, during Easter, you know, the, the, the mothers all like to do the baking and stuff like that. So, you know, my stepmom she makes me a bag of these cookies that I like every year. It's a big old frickin' bag of them. It's huge, you know? Some people would sit down, eat half a bag one night, and eat half a bag another night. I keep them in the fridge. Luckily, I'm one of those people who have a home gym at my access. I keep that bag in the fridge, and it's during my workout. I'll eat two cookies during, during my workout. I'll, I'll eat one when I start, and I'm like, mm. And then I'll be like, all right, you know what? You get through your squats, go eat another cookie. And I'll go eat another cookie. I'll enjoy it. I'll chew it slow. I'll think about the cookie while I'm eating it. I, I get engulfed in in the sweet that I'm eating and enjoy it to full ecstasy. And, you know, I do that, you know. Um, so I like pizza. Come on, who who doesn't like pizza? You're, you're, you're a sociopath if you don't like pizza in my book. Yeah. You know, and, you know, but when I get pizza uh, or when people have a pizza party, I see people just grab pizza, grab pizza. And it's that limiting yourself, two slices, two slices, depending on the size of the slice, too. Sometimes one slice is adequate. And when I'm ordering pizza on my own, I, I get some veggies on my pizza. I get some chicken on my pizza. I don't, I don't, I don't get, like, the stuffed ziti pizza or anything like that. That's ridiculous. But there's nothing wrong with that either, you know, as long as, you know, you're not over-excessing. When you order something, you don't have to entire thing because you know i'm i'm here in america we, we're all about huge portions uh when, when sometimes I, I i like me a hoagie 
you know, even though that's a lot of bread. For oh, those of us, oh, actually, I think most of the people listening to this are not going to know what a hoagie is. Uh, so a hoagie is a sub. It's what they call it in Pennsylvania. It's a lot of bread. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's, I think that's the only place they call a hoagie. They call it a hoagie is in Pennsylvania, right. maybe, maybe parts of New Jersey uh, and maybe like parts of New York, too. But uh, a grinder, a grinder. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's there's kind of like three, three kind of overarching themes in what you just said that I totally 100 percent agree with. And the first one is uh, the regularity in which you do these things, which is like you're not eating pizza for dinner every day. You're not like regularly eating. You're not having like these unhealthy or you're not you're not eating like high calorie foods in high portion amounts super, super often or like a staple of your diet. The second thing is portion sizing. And that's the like you said, even if you get the like the unhealthy, really, really high fat, high calorie pizza, you're not eating like the entire pizza. You're having like a slice or two. And then I think like the third thing that's a great takeaway for a lot of people is making compromise is in the healthiness of the food, like ordering pizza that has like thinner crust, right? Less cheese, uh, getting grilled chicken on it instead of pepperoni, you know, doing stuff mm-hmm. like not getting like the the super heavy, like meat lovers, stuffed crust, whatever, just get like a flatbread with like some chicken and some arugula or something on it. Right. Like those making those three compromises. If you, if you can incorporate those regular, incorporate the, those regularly, it's like people who eat, who generally stay healthier. We're not really eating like, it's like I don't exclude anything from my diet, really, unless I'm like specifically saying I want to exclude this one food has been giving me a problem like you do with alcohol. You're like, I've been drinking too much alcohol. Uh, just mm-hmm. the calories are screwing me up. Right. Or like some people, it's it's it's, you know, they've been drinking too much sugary beverages. They The calories of that are screwing up. They got to remove that for a little bit. Right. But like you can absolutely incorporate just about anything into your diet. If you kind of do those three things, you make a, you don't eat them too regularly. You portion size and you also make compromises to make them healthier. Absolutely. Like I've, this is, this is the thing I've always gotten weird looks from every waiter or waitress when I've gone out to dinner. I love me a good chicken piccata. You know, I love it. You know, I, I like that dish. And it's always over pasta when you go to, like, a nice Italian restaurant or something like that. What I'll do when I go out to this Italian restaurant is I get my chicken piccata over steamed broccoli. Yeah. I, I, like, I, like, I like the sauce. You know, pasta is not the only sauce segue that there is. Yeah. You know, it's, it's delicious, but pasta really, really slows me down. It, 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 it's a, it's it's just too heavy for me. I enjoy I enjoy it than spaghetti, you know. Spaghetti, but, yeah. Spaghetti. But when when I go out and I don't want to feel like crap, you know, I, I and I love broccoli. That's my favorite green in the world, steamed always. And I I just get I just get my my dish over over steamed broccoli instead of the pasta. And like like I said, that's just you know doing those doing some small compromises like that consistently can lead to huge results. Probably the last thing actually I want to talk about is everybody who's trained for long enough and who's dieted for long enough. I don't even like the term diet because diet kind of sounds like it's temporary. I like to say like this is how I approach my nutrition or like this is just my eating habit. Yeah. Right. Like anybody who's done this for a while, like you've had 
a lot of setbacks. Everybody's had a lot of setbacks. You have, whether it's like and, you and know, trial and error as well. Right. Like you 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 know you end up where like well I bulked but I put on too much body fat right or I like cut but I went too far and now I lost some muscle maybe or like I you know. I hurt myself training or like I, there's always something that's like a setback, like, and there's always something that you're going to end up having to work around at some point. Like I'd say if you can go, if, if, if there's anybody who's been into uh, training and fitness for a long t- amount of time and they have never had a setback, I really want to meet that person because I've not met them yet. So what, what I want to talk about in, in like the, the for the last segment is kind of what are like some setbacks that you've had and what are ways that what are the ways that you've overcome them? Uh, a setback. One of my biggest setbacks was, uh, you know, I, I thought I screwed up my back trying to lift something that was too much for me to lift. And, you know, I lift alone. I never have a spotter. You're the only person I've ever trained with. You know, um, and one of the things I had to learn was you do this on your own. You do want increases, but you have to know what you're capable of doing before you do it. It's, it's awesome to max out, you know, yep, it's, pick your spots. it's killer to max out, but know, know your limits. Like I just finally got up to bench in 245 comfortably. I could probably throw up more weight than that, but I feel safe. And I can, I, and I'm still progressively overloading my weight because I always, you know, you always want to lift more. Come on, like, yeah. it, it just feels great, and, you know. But I've, I've got, I, I know, I know when it's time to raise my weight now. And that wasn't a thing when I was younger. I was like, more, more, more. I want to, you know, I want to hit two plates. I want to, I want to deadlift over, you know, two fifty. I want to. I want to hit these goals, and, and it was cocky, and I think that also comes with age. There are some disciplined younger people, and there are people who, you know, I had, I, I picked up magazines. I didn't, I didn't have anybody training. I didn't take football in high school or any sport. So what I did was I, I had the muscle and fitnesses and a whole bunch of different ones that my dad used to get, and I looked at the workouts and the the areas of the body that those workouts, you know, would accentuate. And I was like, those are the, those are the muscles that I'm, you know, cause I said, I started lifting for the stage. So I wanted to be aesthetic. So I looked, uh, Oh, I want rounder shoulders. I looked at, I looked and read and learned the form. And when I was younger, I'd do the higher weights. I'd do the higher weights. One of the great things I learned over time was about doing the lower weight and squeezing the hell out of that muscle when you hit that peak and lowering slowly. It, you, you don't have to always throw up those insane amounts of weight to get the results that you're looking for. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's form is, goddamn form is <laughs> such an important thing. So, so just realizing, basically, in summary, you 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 know, you've had, well, I think we've all had multiple setbacks, but like a back thing and basically like, Hey, the back I, was terrible. Yeah. I thought I, I thought I might not even be able to like lift again. It was in so much pain. And, and I've actually had a similar situation. I think I told you about like six years ago. Uh, I was like, I was, stu- I was bulking and I, this is like right when I got it really kind of into powerlifting. And I was basically like every single workout going into the gym and hitting a new one rep max. Like every single time I trained, I trained. And I was training like 
five days a week. I was deadlifting five days a week, going into the gym, hitting a new one rep max. I was an idiot, okay? <laughs> so, I, so, and I ended up one time, I don't even know how it happened because it happened after uh, I hadn't trained for a couple of days and all of a sudden my back just like went out. I couldn't even like touch my knees. That's how immobile I was. Scary. And and like, yeah, I thought like, I was like, I'm, I can barely walk, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, I was, I was fine. Like back injuries are, back injuries are super common and like, yeah, they suck and they can take some time to get over with, but like very rarely is a back injury ever going to be catastrophic. I, th- I think one of the things that just helped me with that was just educating myself about what's, what's really going on there. And the fact that like, you know, you can recover from just about anything. If Shawn Michaels can like herniate a disc and smash a disc in his back at, at a, what, what pay-per-view is that? <laughs> Royal Rumble 1997 and still come back and wrestle in the main event of WrestleMania 10 years later. <laughs> right. Then nothing I do is going to really stop, put me out forever. Right. Determination. Yeah. You can come back from everything. These people where, Oh, I can't do squats. I have bad knees. Do low weight and work yourself up and you'll have better knees. Right, like, I'm like, there's always a variation of a squat that you can do, like, maybe you can't squat with a barbell, but can you squat body weight, can you, I mean, like, if you can't squat body weight, that's a, that's a real problem, and like, you know, not squatting is really going, like, if, if you can't squat your body weight, not squatting long term is basically going to lead you to being immobile when you get older, and you really, really don't want that. Um, like, you recently said you started doing pistol squats, I think yeah. those are fantastic, they're, yeah. they're a hard accomplishment, too. I had to do, you know, the one arm on, on a bookshelf for a yeah. while. But yeah. once you're able to not do that one arm on a bookshelf and you're doing a pistol squat with both hands forward, yeah. you know, you, you just want to, you know, you want to go up to your buddy and go, hey, check this out. Anything, is there anything like nutritionally that you, have you ever hit like a wall? Because nutri- I, I think I remember you telling me about how you used to be a, a bit heavy at one point because of a I bulk. was 190. At 5'6". I was, I, yeah, at 5'6", I, I was 190. I, I thought you told me you were... I thought you told me you were over 200 at one point. My goal was to be 205. Okay. You know? And I, I was 190, and I, I was, I had, I had no diet. I, I just ate, lifted six days a week, twice a day, you know, and I, I was just getting monstrous. And I, I, I didn't have the definition, but I was the size I wanted to be. But that also, uh, that led to an injury, you know, because, uh, I, I was I was taking every supplement that I could, mm-hmm. you know, the creatine, the arginine, uh, the, the, these pills that just tell me I'm going to bulk. I wasn't reading into anything. And that actually led to some severe kidney damage in my life. And, you know, I would love to be back up at that weight. But right now, the time in my life, uh, I'm getting ready to go back on stage now. So I want to be Shreddy Krueger, you know. Yeah, I, I, I want to get up there. I want to get up there, listening with my ad, <laughs> screaming into a microphone, stage light, and, uh, and and that's also when I was trying to get into professional wrestling as well, because 205 was the minimum at that time. Nowadays, those doors have opened up to Smaller different guys. weights and different classes and different styles. But at that time, for a guy my size, I would you know I had to be over 205 to to, to make then somebody noticed me. And I think for a lot of guys, these kind of setbacks are very, like, common. Like, you lift... Basically, the two things that seem to happen in most guys' lifting careers is you want to lift really, really heavy, and you just keep lifting heavier and heavier until you hurt yourself. And yep. you want to get jacked, so you just take your bulk way too far, right? Like, those, <laughs> those two things are, like, so common. Seriously, forgot. Uh, I had... 
I had no chin whatsoever when I was that way. I love my chiseled chin now. That's why I shave so often. But at that time, like, my face was freaking huge. I look at pictures now, and I, I would shave in a goatee to look like I had a chin. But looking at the pictures, my chin just went right down into my neck. It just looked like a floating goatee below my lips. Yeah. It, it, you know, I, 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 my face wasn't as attractive as it, as it is now. And, and not everybody's lucky enough to be able to grow that much facial hair. <laughs> so, Some yeah. people are not, yeah. My boy T-Bird's almost 40, and he cannot grow anything. So, so in closing, um, is there anything else that you would want to say, like, for people who are just starting out um, on, on getting into training or getting into eating right? Like, what is, like, let's just say maybe one thing from each, one, one golden nugget in training and one golden nugget when it comes to nutrition that you would say for a beginner is very, very important? Well, I, I said it already. The one thing is form, and you don't have to increase the weight so fast work on that form you know once you can get 12 beautiful perfect reps up the weight you know maybe even 10 10 beautiful reps up the weight and wait until you're at that next goal in having that exact same beautiful form beautiful squeeze beautiful rep and that will you know that that will keep you from prevent you from so many future injuries and stuff like that and then nutritionally and then nutritionally, you know, it's the portion, the substitution. Substitute, you know, when you get in the pizza, get the white pizza. Uh, like I said, when you get in the pasta dish, you don't need to get the pasta. Get a steamed vegetable instead. Enjoy that. Try just the little substitutes instead of changing your entire diet right away. Yes. You know, some people should have to change their diet right away because it's such a toxic diet. But don't jump on but a fat diet. Yeah, if, 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 yeah, fat, nothing fat. The, in, in the words of the golden god of bodybuilding, there is no magic pill. So, yeah, so bef- uh, where can everybody find you if they're interested in checking out a, a very... Uh, some very interesting. I know we didn't talk about it, but your your stuff that you do. It's not really it's not, it's not really fitness related, but it's uh, it's some interesting stuff. Where can we find you? My my, my body is fitness related, and uh, fashion it, fashion is also fitness related. Um, it's a little more obscene, and I wouldn't say it's too kid friendly. I'd say it's teenager friendly. I'd say I'm I'm TV fourteen, but uh, I have my podcast, My Profane Resistance. That's one word. Um, it's like you said, some episodes are fitness related and health related. Some of it's mainly but a let's, complaint. Department. I was going to say, let's be honest here. It's just a bunch of rants. <laughs> it's a rant. It's a rant. It's, podcast. it's, it's a complaint. It's a, it's a complaint department. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's what my cousin referred to it as. And then as far as visually and musically, uh, my filming and stuff like that, I am the dirty monkey official on YouTube and Instagram. Oh, my profane resistance is one word on all social media. The Dirty Monkey official, one word on all social media, and, you know, subscribe, share, you know, thanks for having me. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I'd definitely like to do it again. I'd definitely like to have you on mine again. We will, and we will always keep lifting. We will always keep getting better. We'll always keep learning more, and we'll always keep putting out the positive message. Thanks so much for being on my podcast. Um, I don't know when this episode's going to air, but you mentioned earlier that today is actually May 8th. I just looked it up. So... Thanks again, JR, for being on, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Excellent.
Thank you once again for listening to the Strength for All podcast, episode four. If you liked what you heard, leave us a rating. Also, make sure to follow myself at Johnny underscore reps underscore fitness on Instagram. Thanks for listening, and I'll see everybody later.